0: Here we go.
1: Talk shoes. <laughs> Recorded live.
0: I was I'm like, I didn't write down the phone number. I'm like, oh my god, I got a beater. I got a beater. And then you weren't there, and I'm like, okay, phew, just made it. Maybe we were calling in
1: at the same time because I had trouble um, getting in with the code. Like it kept rejecting me.
0: So I wanted. Okay, to, well maybe maybe wait. it was waiting for me to get on first. I don't yeah, know. maybe maybe we just overloaded it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Good, good. Yeah. What's going on? What's news?
1: Um, I, to I got your
0: homework. I want to talk about that too. But okay. tell me how you are. I'm
1: doing alright. It's kind of dreary. I'm a little low on energy. Um, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: been trying to just keep open to different things to go to to you know stay connected and meeting people. So I went to a yeah. a workshop. On uh, somebody gave me a, a freebie to a workshop that a career coach was giving on powerful conversations at work. And, you know, uh, it was all right. But it was a chance <laughs> to talk to people and uh, yeah. meet people. And, you know, I tried to connect with a few people. But yeah. I haven't like yielded you didn't
0: anything feel... yet. But I <clears throat> didn't feel very powerful. Is that the problem? Uh, I just wasn't that. I wasn't that
1: uh, into the talk. So I was trying to use it as a chance to just connect with people. Yeah. Yeah chit chat and put it out there and I got a chance to coach a woman a little bit during one of the exercises. I just <laughs> ignored the instructions and did what I normally do, <laughs> which is fine. Didn't get very far, but that
0: was okay. Right. okay, okay, okay. Forge your own path, it's all good. That's what yeah. you're supposed
1: to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: I went bowling.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't <Okay>. bowl. <laughs> because? Oh, just some people invited me, and I like I've been bowling like twice in my life or something. Um, but you know that was entertaining, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just trying to stay active, stay out there.
0: So, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it gets a little isolating.
0: Yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah, and I think that's I that's one of my biggest battles is making sure I don't get isolated, mm-hmm. and that I do whatever because otherwise I find that I. I go into the dry cleaner, and I'm like, this is my new best friend. I'm like, hi, let's chat. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure, I'm not sure they appreciate my friendliness, but I do recognize that I'm like, okay, Carol, you need to talk to other people other than the service people in your life. Not that I don't want to be friendly, et cetera, et cetera, but mm-hmm. I I do recognize that in myself that I'm it's like, okay, you you need some people time. <laughs> you, need, yeah. you need to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, uh, did you have any? I, I know I got this written homework for you, and I have to tell you, this does not happen often. So I'm very impressed that I got what, this. That people do their homework. <laughs> no, and that you organized it so beautifully, oh, 06 follow through, oh, um, in the beautiful charts. And so it's all very organized, it's a good. i a school teacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, yeah, which is good so so do you wanna do you want talk about it? I've got your um your um sheet on the theorist in my life. What did you think about the recording just out of curiosity um
1: it was a little hard to there were a few things that came up, and then that went into the homework like it went into my little charts so whatever okay. came up went in there And okay. overall, I found it a little bit hard to apply. It was a little abstract uh-huh um, what was it? Can't remember now because it was last week when I listened to it. That's okay. Well, we've got these
0: wonderful notes, so we can go through them if you want to, if, you, if that would be helpful.
1: Sure. Does
0: that work for you? Yep.
1: I'm just
0: gonna okay. Because if you want to talk about something else, that's fine too. I Um. Um. Well, let's go with what we've got. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure it'll take us in all new directions. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm looking at the um, the outline. It talks about relationships. Okay, I, I'm a really accurate judge of character and have often surprised others with how I can predict that people will act based on very little hard evidence. That's, that's really interesting. <laughs> so you're, you're intuitive, too. I mean, but you're a coach, which also, you know, goes into it. But you're a good listener, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I sort of see relationships as experiments. And like to see where relationships can go or how they might evolve, even if they're unconventional. Do you want to say more about that one? Mm, excuse me. Um, okay.
1: You know, like I'll let. <clears throat> excuse me. I'll let relationships kind of take their course, and you know, some of them drop off, some of them evolve. Like you know, uh, they may. It may start off as you know, like a a volunteer in my classroom will Mm -hmm. turn into a friend or like a romantic relationship that will turn into like a friendship and then people will think that's a little bit weird because it's unconventional that you know people don't normally do that but I like to see where things go and it doesn't bother me if it's a little you know unconventional
0: okay and that's happened I like like
1: to see the potential
0: where things can go okay so you're open to you're open to playing and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I get frustrated that other people in my life are so confined to their roles. Real quick start, parent, employee, etc. Uh-huh. I wish I had more friends who value play and spontaneity and are willing to step out of their roles regularly.
1: Yeah, well, so that, it's not yeah. It, it's not that I don't know people. I know plenty of people, but I don't <laughs> I don't have enough people around me who can sort of spontaneously go and do things. Yeah. People are, you know, it's maybe it's a stage in life thing, but people are I find really stuck in their roles as parents or, you know, you know, they're ambitious and they're working really hard and those kinds of things. So if, you know, I invite someone to dinner it can be three weeks before they can come up with <laughs> time to yeah. do it. And I yeah. find the... that really triggers me and I, I think I don't want to work with people like that. I don't know. You don't...
0: Yeah. But yeah, just because I find yeah. it annoying. <laughs> well, there are lots. Of, where are you going to find people who aren't like that? Um,
1: that's where I'm stuck. So your one of your questions was, where do I find my people? First of all, I'm not sure
0: who my people are yet. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess they're, you know, they're probably out doing things, but I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah. Yet. Well, it's it's finding the people that that um have the same energy to do what you like to do, mm-hmm. and you know, running into you know people who have you know kids, you know, they're they're in a completely different world. They're they're boxed into kidland. land. Yeah. And, and that's while kind might, of my
1: world right now still.
0: Yeah, yeah. So finding I'm a round who, of a
1: lot of not my people.
0: <laughs> so finding people who don't necessarily have kids, um, mm-hmm. and who have the flexibility to do what you want to do is hard, you know. And as somebody who had kids, and then you know, obviously I adored my children, but mm-hmm. yes, there was a time there where I didn't read books, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't play anymore. I was, you know, at touch the truck conventions or whatever the heck it was. So it was a, it was a very different. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was about to say conformity, but I don't know if it's conformity. I guess it's just sort of this responsibility that sort of takes you away from being able to do what you want to do. Well, it's just people that
1: are a certain age, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think they're also just a certain type of people. So, uh, do you do you um, are most of your friends teachers? Or are they? I mean, wh- where where is everybody?
1: They're kind of all over. I tend not to have a lot of friends who are teachers. A couple. Okay. Um, some of them, you know, from are from a writing group that I go to. So they're quite varied. You know, a couple of them are retired. One's an okay. artist. One's an accountant. They're kind of all over the place. One's an okay. engineer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so yeah,
0: engineers are always an. I'm married an engineer. I'm an expert on engineers. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just keep going. Um, because that's sort of an interesting thing is to try to figure out who in your circle are sort of the people that make you feel light and, and enable play. And maybe they aren't there and maybe, you know, there are other places or other things that you need to sort of put yourself in, out there in other ways. Yeah. Um, I
1: think what's happened is I've just lived, um, like I've, I've forced myself to lead with my follow through and, do yeah. that teacher thing, and it's just taken me in a direction that doesn't suit me. And so now I'm surrounded by a lot of people who aren't my people.
0: Yeah, and and you know it takes a long time to sort of embrace your inner quick start. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and um, I, I just it, the more you let yourself do it, the the freer you're going to feel. But it takes a while because yeah, the the yeah. Um, you know it it
1: it. Uh, it took it's me over a year just to recognize that there was an inner quick start because when I first got the profile, I thought, what? It's supposed to be wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Isn't that funny?
1: Yeah. And now I I look didn't at you. I not quite believe it. And then I had to come back to it a few times. Yeah. And then just recently, after listening to all those um, recordings that you had done, it started to seep in a little bit more.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you got it. And I hope you got that sense just listening to the call what was it, on Tuesday night, whereas mm-hmm. the, nine, the nine fact finder yeah. lives in a completely different world than you do. And, um, you know, she's got her own set of issues in terms of the conformity and trying to get out of her own way, but but she's in a completely different world. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: So I feel like I'm trying to undo the world that I artificially created around myself.
0: That's exactly it. You're going to be a lot of undoing. Yeah, there's a lot of shackles you've got to get rid of. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 um, and it there's also this, you know, you have to constantly assess does this make me feel light? does this make me laugh? Does this make me feel like this is what I want to be doing? Yeah. Because otherwise, you find yourself sitting there going, well, I, I feel like I should be doing this. This is what everyone else is doing. It's, it's really responsible. But do I really like this? Is this something that really, you know, gets my mojo going? And, um, um, it's just so easy to ignore it and to just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I know all about it. I know all about it. All right, well, let's keep going here. I get frustrated. Okay, um, other people's stories can be so obvious to me. This is one of the problems with being a coach. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> right. You right? Right now. It's, right, on right? It's, it's, so it's like, I'm looking at him like, really? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, I get bored, frustrated when they fondle themselves for a year. I suggest uh-huh. change, they backpedal. I want to slap them. Um, I I think that's just, I don't know if it's just quick start coaches, but um, I very much share that with you. And I think one of the curses or blessings of having coach training is that you are so aware of that so that when you hear people digging themselves into that same old rut,
1: uh-huh.
0: it's just so frustrating.
1: Like I can um, understand all story fondling, but when they start to backpedal <laughs> Yes. No, I'm I'm right there with you. That I, I drives me nuts.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy and it's frustrating and it's insane. And um, I tend to get huffy. Yeah. I've actually been told by friends who are like, Carol, stop dying i will be like <sighs> and it's like <laughs> I have to physically stop myself from sighing and I don't know if you listen to those recordings I'm sure I do a lot of sighing but I try really hard to not sort of mask my frustration exasperation whatever you want to call it yeah Um, because it can be pretty crazy yeah Yeah. okay so that that yeah that's that's just life I've been actively actively looking for new friends for a couple of years Yeah. I, I think that that's something that you will do for the rest of your life okay um, finding new, finding interesting, finding people who, you know, take you in different directions and giving yourself the opportunity to to meet these people and do things. You know, even if it's something that's like, oh, you know, I've always wondered what this is like and I always thought it was stupid or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden you just say, well, you know, what the hell, let me just go try it. Let me go see what it's like. So I think I said this our last time is, you know, open as many doors as you possibly can doesn't mean you have to walk through them, but but test it and see how it feels in your body compass, and um, and try it because you're going to find other people who, you know, might find parachuting interesting or who might want to, you know, walk the Appalachian Trail or whatever the heck it might be. Mm-hmm. But give yourself the opportunity to to just go out there and um, do the crazy things. I think your your improv. Um, is, is probably a really great place to find some really interesting people who mm-hmm. I would think would be very much out there relative to some of the people in your world okay um, I'm assuming that's happened yes, no, maybe
1: yeah like I'm starting I've met a few people from there that I can you know connect with a little bit, but um, we're going to start up again this week, so
0: okay, because I mean talk about taking risk, you know standing up in front of a bunch of people not having any idea what you're going to talk about. Yeah, no. I intuitively
1: knew that that was the right way to go when I saw the ad, and I haven't regretted it at all. So I'm definitely going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have to be totally honest. I am totally jealous, and I'm going to start looking and seeing if I can do that. I talked to somebody actually yesterday who sort of said, "Well, would you like to start doing speaker? You know, being paid as a speaker?" And I'm thinking, "Well, that's kind of interesting, but you know, there's there's an attraction for me to standing up there and." Seeing where I go, seeing what yeah. I do, so um, I think that's that's a great outlet for you, and um, I guarantee you that that's you know people who are ready to take risks are um, are doing that. Yeah. So they might be more your people. Okay.
1: Oh, and yeah. I have, I'll, I've tracked down a few more um, Toastmasters groups before oh, I, before I pick one because they, they have a different feel. Like different ones have a different personality. Yeah, I'm going to go and visit a couple more of them just to. Good, know, good.
0: What, have you found one so that, that 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 rings true at all, or have you? I mean, you found one that's close, or you're still looking? I mean, I'm still looking.
1: Like I've um I've put them into my calendar, so I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks.
0: Check out like good. two or three more. Good, 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 good for you. See, you're playing. You're getting there. I'm coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the relationship thing. Um, And I think, you know, one of the the things that I think about when I think of relationships is I think about your relationships with your family, your siblings, partners, Um, friends. I mean, under you know, paying attention to how you interact with other people and how they interact with you and where your quick start comes out. Because I guarantee you, and I know you've listened to enough of these calls, where, where people where people are either judging you or you're judging them based on, you know, how they express themselves. And, you know, and they might be saying, you know, Alice, you're doing this too quickly. Or Alice, you know, where's, where's the thought behind this? Or Alice, you're too impulsive or whatever. And maybe you haven't been that way. Maybe you've just been amazingly controlled. But I remember
1: doing that, being like that when I was younger. Yeah. I remember like in my twenties, I would, you know, have an idea or be talking with friends and, have an idea and we'd want to, you know, we decide to do something and um, I'd want to get started right away. And yeah. I this one friend in particular who was like, well, I don't mean now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, and why not now?
0: Yeah. And you do. And yeah. there's exactly, there's no reason why it can't be now. Yeah. yeah that. so there are people out there who will, who will jump on the bandwagon, but sort of being hyper aware of how, you know, you respond to other people, how they respond to you. And there are going to be people who, who jump in at the same time and are like, yo-ho, let's go. Uh-huh. And others who are going to be like, whoa, slow down, honey. We need, you know, six months to plan it. Uh-huh. And that's a sure sign, no matter how much you love them, that they're not your people and maybe you don't want to, you know what I mean, is you want to figure out how you balance your time between people who are in sync with you and people who are not. And I think one of the things that we started talking about during the call was, again, I'm doing Colby certification. We can talk about that too. and um. And this whole thing about inertia and about what happens when you're in a group of people who aren't your type of peeps, and it does drain you, and they do want to do things differently, and that does make you want to roll your eyes or get frustrated or, you know, just mm-hmm. just make you climb the walls. So being hyper alert, especially at this point, while you're sort of assimilating the whole quick start, you know, follow through um, aspect is important. Anyway, keep going. Um, as a kid, I came across a university course calendar and decided I would become a writer or a counselor therapist. I gave up on the former because I didn't see how I would make a living, and the latter because I couldn't bear the thought of grad school. <laughs> I did my undergrad in psychology, and I thought, oh, God, I can't do this. I can't take oh, any more of this. So I'm, I'm an addict of um, comedians in cars getting coffee. Have you seen this? So Jerry Seinfeld finds some gorgeous car, and he goes and he picks up comedians, and he drives them around, and they talk for 20 minutes, and it's usually hysterically funny. <laughs> and um, you can, um, you literally can just go on the website, comedians in cars getting coffee, okay. and just watch. It's 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 fun, and it's a great way to sort of waste some time. But um, he, one of the interviews is with Louis C.K., who I think is one of the funniest people ever created, and he essentially said. You know, he wanted to go to NYU film school, but the paperwork was just too much and he just never got around yeah. to it. And so you're reminding me of Louis C.K. just like, you know, sometimes it was just it was just too much. But you know what, that's the sign that says that's not the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. But there's, there are aspects to it, you know, obviously uh, about this um, being a writer or being a counselor sex therapist that appeal to you. And you're, you know, we can talk about that in terms of where that you know, where that comes from or whatever. But you can still be a writer. You don't necessarily have to, you know, quit everything and move to the woods and and do nothing but write. And you're already doing the counseling.
1: Yeah. The other thing about the the writing was that I thought that I would have to do journalism or um, research. (laughs) The thought of doing research turns
0: well, but you're doing a writing workshop, right? So I'm assuming you're doing creative writing or something just, along those lines? Yeah,
1: it's, it, it, there's not a real goal to it. We just show up and we do timed writings on the spot and read them aloud in the group. Well, see, but that's nice. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. And
0: and do you find that you're sort of evolving? Do you find that it's helping your writing or helping your expression or at least sort of doing some self-coaching?
1: Um, it. I took a break from it
0: in the last... Okay
1: month or so, just because I started to feel that um, that whole frustration with people's stories. It was coming out at the table. It's a fairly consistent group that shows yeah. up, and all their yeah. stuff comes out of the writing because it's uncensored, and it's a, it's a safe environment,
0: <laughs> so yeah. all the stories
1: I... come out, and then people are crying around the table, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you start to get to know their story. But, yeah, I know the story. Yeah, I hear you. And Like, it's not my role at that table to coach them. Um, Although, you know, one of them I have started coaching because she asked me to. Well, There might be some more. Actually, no, two of them. There's another one starting up next week. So that's been a good place to, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I forgot about them.
0: Sometimes things
1: happen so slowly that I don't recognize what I've actually
0: been able to do. I know. Well that's see, so slowly. so there's this impatience thing. Yeah. Oh, and you've got to recognize that there's this whole turtle and hair thing and you know, mm-hmm. you're the hare. You you've run around them twenty seven times. Yeah. Or well, um, I think I should have if I haven't. I I have to tell you, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I love the writing and for me it was very helpful in terms of sort of coming to terms with um um it, i i don't know i just loved writing and um i i was amazed for me it was it was sort of like doing morning pages which i i started to do and then i got bored with it after a while but mm-hmm. you know amazed at what sort of comes up what you start to write about and um so uh, i'm right there with you i understand what you're saying
1: well get um, an idea for something and then i'll jot down the idea and then i have this list of ideas and when i go back to it there's no energy in them yeah yeah, well,
0: that's good. Then throw it out. But that's okay. You understand that's, that's what you do. Okay. For every 25 ideas you come up with, you know, one or two are going to be interesting. But you're going to keep coming up with them. You're an idea machine. And, you know, even if you make a list of 100 and you only use one, that's okay. Because you do things that other people can't in terms of generating those ideas and that energy and that creativity.
1: Okay, because I look at that list
0: and go, how come I can't actually act on one of these? Because And that's fine. And, you know, that's your that's your followers saying, oh, you know, you, you've got this idea, you should be able to make it happen. And it's like, okay. you'll make it happen when it's the right one.
1: Right, because she's the one that wants the closure. She's the one that wants to see yes. the end. Beginning,
0: middle, and end. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So just recognize and enjoy the fact that you're an idea machine and um, a lot of people, you know, aren't. And so that makes you unique. Okay. Okay. That's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> it is a hard one. It is a hard one. Um, I can definitely relate to Kathy Colby's thought that she's unemployable. I can't think of a lot of jobs I would like. I've coped by learning how to lead with the follow through and suppress the quick start. Um, there's actually, let me see if I can go on the website. There is a career, if you're interested, there's a Colby um, career. Um, let me just go to a. Um, based on a um, a theorist, and I think I can send that to you. I don't know if it's particularly helpful. I I sort I of. I think, think I have it. Do you I have, think it? I
1: have it. Because I think I bought the career MO as well. Yeah. You know, you it's another twenty dollars or something.
0: Yeah. And you get the little yeah.
1: career version. Yeah. In there, yeah. and I didn't. It doesn't stand out to me. I think it told me to be a teacher. <laughs> Did
0: it really? Something like that, teacher. Well, I, Yeah, I have to tell you, I have one left, so if you can't find it, tell me, but I I have never been sort of overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, this tells me what my path is, Yeah. Um, because I think there's so many other paths out there. Um, So, and, you know, Kathy Colby created her own business, I mean, it's really what it is, and and now if you listen to her, I mean, you know, I listen to her recordings for these certification calls, and, and she's in her own world. I mean, she really is in her own world, and she's created a company that allows her to be in her own world, but there are other people out there that add the structure to it. Okay. So you had asked about Colby, so let me tell you a little bit about right. the certification process and, and what I've done just to, since we're talking about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got certified probably two or three years ago, so this information, maybe three years ago, Jesus, God. Um, so it might be old, but um, they have certification programs where, first off, you have to buy all of Kathy Colby's books and read them. And, of course, I did it all in, like, a week, which is the same thing I did with Martha Beck, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then you have to go to a, cert- a certification seminar, which lasts probably maybe two or three days. And um, when I did it, Oh, the cost was probably two or $3,000, mm-hmm. um, and that didn't include staying at the hotel and whatever. And there were a variety of people doing it. There were, I, I was um, one of the few people who was sort of an independent coach. A lot of people work for corporations or in HR departments, and um, they sort of integrate Colby into their HR work. So that there was were people, the impression
1: I was getting, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there, there, so there are people who do that, and then they're sort of independent. Okay. Um, and what you do is you sit around this table shaped like a U. Um, you're sitting behind a banner that has, not a banner, but like a, a desk plate that has your Colby score on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, they literally go through what it's like to, you know, what are the different, you know, reviewing all the action modes, talking about the, the natural advantage, which are, you know, the different profiles, talking about how to do an assessment, what to say, what not to say. Um, legal issues, compliance issues, um, how to work with groups. Um, there's a great, um, a great uh, thing that they do which is called Glop Shop where you literally take um, three or four people and you ask them to do exactly the opposite of what their MO is. So you ask the um implementer to do all the talking. You tell the quick start they can't talk and they can't touch anything. Mm. You don't let the follow through organize. You know, literally you have a bunch of crap that means absolutely nothing, but it could be anything from like, you know, plastic whistles to marble to a piece of paper to a paper clip to a flying airplane. I mean there's no sense to it. Okay. And so it's it's really interesting because the follow through is desperately trying to make sense of what's going on. Fact finders trying to figure out, you know, how how this what this all means and create some kind of story. The quick start just wants to talk about it and play with it and blow the whistle or whatever. And then the implementer wants to touch it and move it around or whatever. And you literally tell people they're not allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, they've done research where, um, and it's fascinating. And they've done brain research where people avoid sensors. Where if you tell somebody um, not to do something, that is is in their natural mode, it causes considerable amounts of stress. And, and you literally, it can take two or three days for people to recover from that stress. Wow. Um, and so um, it's, it's, uh, it's a great tool that you can use in the event that you have sort of a room full of people and you want them to really understand what's going on. Um, and then what they do is you have annual certification where you have to take, they've been changing around, but you have to take seven credits. Um, which means either um, you can go to the Colby Conference, which is in um, Arizona. I did that one year um, or you can do it online, which is what i 'm doing this year, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay a certification fee. So I would say my recertification cost is probably a thousand dollars a year, and my original trading cost is probably two or three thousand dollars, but again that 's old numbers. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that kind of turns me off a little bit about Colby and why I don't go to the meeting is that it turns out to be kind of an advertisement um, because they have a variety of different um, reports. Some of them are very interesting. And um, so that you can buy these reports for them and if you have a group of 10 people in a work environment, you can do all sorts of analyses about how they interact with each other and where the strengths are and where there's, there's issues so you do a Colby A, which is what we do with Martha Beck. Then there's a Colby C, which is you evaluate what you think mm-hmm. your the skills or the um, strengths that you need for your job. Mm-hmm. Then there's a Colby C that your boss does based on what their perception is and what your job requires. And then there's also some analyses in terms mm-hmm. of what your perceptions are versus your boss's perceptions versus actuality. Um, and you could spend, you know, Two or three or four thousand dollars just pulling those together. Mm-hmm. So they're they're constantly trying. And then there's also Colby software which I pay for, which is probably another couple thousand dollars. Right. Um, so it's it's an investment, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. And so every year I sort of sit there and think, well, do I want to do it? And and I do because again, it's a cornerstone of what I do, and I feel very strongly about it. But it's not it's not like Martha Beck where you take it, you got it, and mm-hmm. and you sort of have it. This, they require ongoing training, and uh, and I always learn something, and um, so I, I appreciate that. Um, but it is it is very oriented toward the corporate side because that's where they make the money, right. and they really want it. You know, want you to go out and find people at GE who want to hire them, and then you know you can work with them. Right. Okay. Does that does that sound interesting, or
1: it it does to up to the point. <laughs> up to a point, like it's interesting yeah. up to the certification point, and then when you started talking about all,
0: like how deeply you can go into it, yeah. all the different you can
1: go, you ways, you go very,
0: you uh, yeah, it there's a lot, and you can go very deeply, and, and it's been interesting for me. Um, you know, one of your questions I think had to do with um, oh, I can't remember what it was, what do implementers normally do, or something like that. Um, anyway, well, when I find it, we can talk about it. But they've done a lot of statistical research, and so it's, it's actually very interesting to find out what proclivities different action modes have, and how people behave, and, and where they where they end up, where they fit, whatever. So um, I personally find it fascinating, and um, but I also again love the sort of the juxtaposition of Colby and Martha Beck because there's so many people, you know, like you, who you learn you're a quick start, and you're like, well, whoa, I'm not sure that's really me. And for me to be able to help to work with people and say, I know you say it's not you, but chances are really good it is you. So, you know, let's figure out where the blocks are and uh, go from there. Um, So that's a lot about Colby. But again, I can give you um, the name if you want to call them up and get more information of my contact. Um, Do you want that? Sure. All right, her name is Lisa. Hold on, she just got married. So I got to make sure I got, I think it's Steele. Um, and if you tell her you, you know, yeah, it's Lisa Steele, S T E L E. And her phone number at Colby is 602 602- okay.
1: 840
0: 840- mm-hmm. 9770, and it's extension 104. And I'm assuming I—I I, I don't know if she's still—I mean, for some reason she's still mine. But yeah, call her up and just tell her, and she'll tell you more about it. Um, uh, when I do a developmental reading assessment with kids, I don't complete the entire thing. I only do the parts that are critical to get a score and comments for the report card. That's your quick start. That's like don't don't bore, don't bore me with the other stuff that I don't really need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer teaching younger kids. Concepts are bigger. Avoid increased detail. Growing serious. I love that. So that's another idea is how can you spend more time with kids. Um, taught special ed. Now I'm good at it because I can think on my feet and change directions quickly. Sometimes though, the teachers find frustrating. I can deal with the behavior problems because I can see what they need. I can stop doing it through because the are frying my nerves and the board keeps cutting resources. Well, that sucks. Sounds like it was a great niche for you. Until they
1: started cutting all the um I mean those jobs are just going because they're putting those kids back into regular classes. Yeah. And really it's not good for anyone. And um, yeah, I just I find it harder and harder to stay in the system.
0: Yeah, and I'm not surprised. Um, just like large organizations, who doesn't? Um, how my classroom is tidy and my program is innovative. Tidy and innovative—that's you, honey. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think it's great. Um, so you know, hold on to, hold on to it. Embrace your tidy innovativeness. Um, a nice biology homework during the lecture because the questions were in the back blackboard and blessed the here and could provide a context for the answers. Uh, all the answers to homework in the bold are that's unbelievable. Sounds like you had a really bad teacher.
1: It was just—it was right
0: so, there, you know. So just so stupid, right?
1: Yeah, Eastern but it came grammar. It became this little system. I'd go in and you know, and I love the fact that out of there and it was done.
0: Yeah, grammar exams, rules made sense.
1: Yeah,
0: you're all about rules and understanding. I couldn't be bothered with the details. Uh, Makes my papers like, long enough. I know. it's so funny. I know because you're like, really? I have to say something else. I have to go more, Psych um, like with all short answer,
1: and then my grades dropped, which was opposite of what happened with most of my um, peers. Their grades got better because they, tr- uh, as they got used to the courses, as they moved on, they just like their study skills and stuff improved. Whereas my
0: <sighs> grades dropped because the format of the tests changed. I think that's fascinating. But see, recognizing that and knowing that that's where you excel, you know, working with kids, working on your feet, not diving into the details. I love this. I often felt like a fraud. I got a B-minus with the control freak fact binder who, you know, managed to monopolize you. I mean, she dominated you which is you know, recognizing that that kind of domination is not good for you is, you know,
1: yeah, but I mean, the, the other side of it know. was that she did the part that I hated. <laughs> so I got through it. It wasn't
0: pleasant, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's sometimes what you got to do, is you got to let other people do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At home, I let stuff collect in piles until I get annoyed, feel heavy, clean it all up. I have a meal prep system. Exactly. I enjoy doing the Marie Kondo-style declutter, but I only file it loosely, so... I, I love that tidy woman. She's um, crazy. I, I love it. She is crazy. She is crazy. Um, hired a designer, narrowed down the choices, did all the legwork details, oversaw the project. All I to do is the fun stuff like make choices. I helped her piece together a mosaic of broken stone to create a countertop. Pretty. She did all the technical stuff. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. At night
1: at IKEA, I would not have survived. Yeah. to deal with all the measurements and the details. Like I was yeah. getting a headache just standing there watching
0: her. So so what did you learn from sort of thinking about yourself as a theorist? I'm sure there's more than just this, but I love the fact that you're so organized on this and you have it in the categories, your <laughs> bullets and everything. Um, because you know the quick starts are all about bullets, right? And it, it's that's, that's all we do. Oh, yeah, I love bullets. I know, I know. I've always loved so, bullets. I know. So in no particular order. Um, but did you learn anything or is this is this helped you sort of figure it out or? Um, does it, like
1: is there is am I on the right track? I mean, is this it? Is this is this Absolutely. What Absolutely. It, but, but there's okay. about
0: eight thousand more bullets that, that you're gonna recognize over okay. the course of your life. And right. so um This is what I came so-
1: up with. After listening yeah. to the recording you sent me and listening to our recording a couple of times, things started to come out of it. And as I looked back, I could see it. Um, I'm Good. sure I'm you know, missing stuff still. It's like probably stuff I don't recognize, like um, stuff that I you know, beat myself up over. And because I'm doing that, I don't recognize it as part of my M.O.
0: Well, it's interesting because you're doing an awful lot of analysis I mean listening to the the, the recording several times listening to me several times um, you know you you're diving into this and a lot of this is not as much analysis and maybe this is your follow-through but there's a lot of there's a lot of um, quick start in here and and letting yourself free up a little bit yeah. and just you know live some time and, and just have it in the back of your mind it's sort of a Bulletin board, oh my gosh, look what I just did, or oh my gosh, look at how I just responded to that person, or you know, this person made me feel light and happy, look what they did, Mm -hmm. Um, and look how I responded, or whatever I think is is an important way of thinking about it. Um, and just keep this in your file cabinet, Mm -hmm. um, because again, remember, you know, there's a lot more than Colby that's going on in your life, right? Um, but this is, you know, having a real good understanding of this is, is going to be very helpful to you. Um, I love the Ace German grammar. You probably were a great grammarian, or whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> okay, and then I've got this three pages. Is it three pages or four pages of pluses and minuses? You are just awesome. <laughs> I was was
1: know. <laughs> I, I, You know, <laughs> once it got rolling, it came tumbling out. So. But
0: that's good. And, but I love the fact that it was in, in a structured environment. Um, so the thing that got the most minuses, is teaching elementary school, at least it looks like, without going through every... Yeah. Um, and the thing that got the fewest were um, improv, um, coaching.
1: Yeah.
0: Improv and coaching. Yeah. Okay, so let me. I'm just looking at coaching. The minus need to learn a lot about business and technology. What does that mean?
1: That whole okay. um,
0: gray, cloudy area about uh, how you run a business. Okay, because it's pretty easy. Okay, I mean <laughs> good stuff you know you get a paypal account you find a client they pay you and then you figure out what you want to talk to them about okay so uh, you're you're just you do so because i mean need to learn a ton about business and technology i think there's there's a lot of um, baby steps that you could break this down at and as i go right
1: so i don't need everything now i just do deal with it as it comes up right
0: yeah yeah hello that's exactly it that's your quick start just, okay. just go out and do it. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, again, going back to the nine fact finder we had, you know, who kept going, well, I don't have enough information, even though she's, you know, she's done the work seminar. She's done Martha Beck. God knows what other Ph.D. she's had. I didn't want to ask her and completely embarrassed her. But, yeah. you know, she is, she is, you know, educated up the wazoo. Quick yeah. start, learn by doing. You're a doer. You're a, you're a take action person. And so just doing it and figuring it out on the fly. And there's enough ways that you can actually do this that you don't need to become an expert on, you know, web page design. You don't have to become an expert on on anything that you don't want to become an expert on. Um, so I would, um, flaky, trendy perception, we sort of talked about that. Yeah. And limiting belief that I can't really make a living doing this. All three of these are limiting beliefs. You realize that. Okay. Oh. Back to the perception
1: piece. We talked a little yeah. bit about that last time. Yeah. And
0: it came yeah. up.
1: Oh, I just, oh, oh, short attention span. Okay, hang on. What okay. was it? Something about perception. Oh, one of your questions was um, to do thought work on hiding from my colleagues. Hiding yeah. coaching from my colleagues. And I realized I could probably um, be upfront with it if I knew what it was that I was doing. Like if I could be more specific, like I don't feel good about saying, hey guys, I'm a life coach.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't
1: do that. But I could right. tell them specifically what kinds of problems I solve. Like if I could do that who, who, what thing, yeah, you know, I help these people who are like this do this or to solve this yeah. problem, I could do yeah. that. And the yeah. problem is I haven't got the clarity on that piece yet. Yeah. Which is also holding up the idea of you know throwing out a website. Like I'm okay with the idea of throwing at something that's not perfect, and I can probably find people to help me with it. Yep. Um, that's not such a problem. It's that I don't know what the content is yet. Right. I don't know what to say. Right. And it's the same thing when I'm trying to um, when I'm trying to find people to coach.
0: It's like, hi, I'm a life coach, and um, do you have a problem? Yeah. <laughs> it's not very effective. That's not going to work. Well, and, and it's all about energy, as far as I'm concerned, Elton. And, and mm-hmm. I, what I recognize is that when I start talking to them about Colby, sometimes I completely overwhelm them. And sometimes they call me back in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And And so, but I recognize that I get so excited about the impact that it's had on me that when I talk to other people about it, either they get it and they come or they don't get it and they think I'm just a crazy person who's, you know, addicted to Myers Briggs and, and, you know, some sort of a weird Colby groupie. And I'm okay with that. But it took me a long time to figure out sort of where my energy was and what made me really excited. And and I think that's, you know, that's what's sort of interesting. And again, I think I told you I spent a lot of time working with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And it's always, you know, what pain do you solve? And um, you know, you're, you're talking about it, and just looking at sort of, you know, some of these things you've written down, you're great at thinking on your feet, you're great at um, helping little kids, you're great at, um, you know, I, I don't know what the things are, but what are the things that you do that other people are like, wow, I wish I could do that? Um, and maybe that's, a, maybe that's another question. And um, this is, I don't know if it's still part of the curriculum for Martha Beck, but when I did it, we had to send out emails to, like, five of our best friends and say, how would you describe me? Did you guys have to do that?
1: We didn't, but I have done that.
0: So I'd be interested in seeing what kind of responses people said because there's, there's a magic that you bring to the world, mm. and the question is, what is it? So that when you talk about this is what I do, it's a magic that makes you excited and it's the magic that attracts people to you. Hmm. The saying, I'm a life coach, you know, sounds a little boring. Mm-hmm. But if you can say, I can help people, you know, transform their lives by, I don't know, doing improv or writing this or, you know, I don't know what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's, there's you got to get in touch with your magic. That's the hardest part of this. Awesome. Okay.
1: And then I keep having these thoughts about how um how I don't okay it, I don't know but there's something missing, I'm sure it's another limiting belief that well what do you um, think
0: what do you think is missing
1: uh, more training,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: more <laughs> is practice The confidence
0: thing, yeah, it's a confidence thing, okay. It's a confidence thing. It's it's um recognizing that um, you have the tools that you need to help people and it it's finding enough people to help. Okay. Um I I um, you know, believe me, I, I remember well what it was like, you know, in the first couple of months and um where you're sort of wandering around and people are like, Well, where have you been? What have you been doing for the last nine months? and you're know, like I've been online listening to those recordings. I've talking to a lot of people, you know, who live in Saskatchewan, and yeah. sort of looking at you like, what How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, you've got the tools to help people address negative thoughts, and I do think that it's getting more and more prominent. Um, this whole addressing, you know, what your thoughts are, and and yeah. um, it's definitely coming out. It's, it's definitely coming it. out. Yeah. Um, and the question is, how do you want to communicate that? Do you want to do that in writing? Do you want to do that verbally? You know, I, I think, think I about my on,
1: best bet is probably to do it in writing first, and then work on the speaking part of it. You know, like we talked about going to yeah. excuse me, do toastmasters and stuff, and I think I'll probably do that just to see what that's like. Yeah, is there
0: is it. there a story that you have? in terms of why you went into coaching, how coaching changed your life. um, Yeah,
1: I felt like a fraud. I always felt like I didn't belong um, in what I was doing. And for about 10 years, I've been like, the reason I've sent you four pages with these charts on it is because the last eight or 10 years, I've just been playing with different things from like time massage to Naturopathic medicine. To you know, I taught yoga for a while, and I got bored because I think I just got bored because it never seemed yeah. to end.
0: Yeah, it doesn't.
1: And yeah. uh, I, kind of, I was wondering if that's kind of a high implementer thing.
0: That's the question on the implementer. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. I mean, obviously, being aware of your body is is important. Mm-hmm. Implementer literally has to do with physically interacting with the structure. Mm-hmm. So you know that doesn't mean that that physically having having an awareness of your body um but it's I have never um run into anything that says that high implement has to do with mm-hmm. yoga okay. i think um, um or body work like uh, yeah, our body work and that's that's sort of interesting I mean to me, I would think that that's universal, that everybody should be sort of you know in your body um but it depends on how you do it. But um, an implementer, a high implementer is, you know, they, they make the pyramids. They make beautifully crafted things that last forever. And, um, you know, they're the ones that will stand the cabinets for two weeks where other people are fine with two hours. Yeah. Um, I
1: watched one of those short videos on the Colby website. What was her name? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her name. Blonde Lady with Glasses. She was talking, yeah. she was telling the story about a guy who was a high implementer and a uh, high um, fact finder, and his yeah. business wasn't working out, and yeah, I don't know, it had something to do with massage therapy, so I was wondering about that. Yes. Oh, yeah, using your hands. My, my,
0: my favorite, or the one, the implementer story that's most impactful, and you might have already heard this since you listened to my recordings, is. The shop foreman who worked for a large multinational company and he figured out a way to produce or change the production on a particular item that increased productivity, reduced cost, you know, had a significant impact to the bottom line of this company. And uh, his boss said, you know, the CEO is really amazed at what you've done and, you know, we want to give you recognition for this. And so you're going to meet with the CEO in a month. And the guy's like, you know, I'm just happy that the numbers are okay. Just let me stay with my machines. Let me stay into what I'm really doing and good at doing. And, and the boss kept saying, no, no, you know, you're going to meet with the CEO. And, and uh, the guy kept going, no, I really don't want to. Because implementers tend to be, you know, very physically oriented and tend to be kind of quiet. And uh, Kathy Colby is, is the, you know, the Marlboro Cowboy kind of, you know, I'm happiest, you know, sitting on my saddle with my horse and not really talking. And the story goes is that the night before he was supposed to give this presentation to the CEO, he committed suicide. Because the idea of standing up in front of a group, being the center of attention, and in an area where he just wasn't in his comfort zone. You know, if the CEO had come down to the floor and looked at the new ball bearing or whatever the hell the guy had created, it probably would have been a different story, but he was taken out of his comfort zone and made to be, you know, to, to fit into a world that he really didn't fit into. Right. And um, and so I have to tell you, when you start telling me I felt like a fraud for 10 years, your voice changes. And if you can come up with the story that says, look, it, I know what it's like to pretend to be somebody I'm not, and mm-hmm. you and I have this in common. And I, I don't know if it's Quick Start or just coaches or people or whatever, but I had the same thing. I was a portfolio manager, and I kept saying someone's going to figure this out sooner or later, I'm miserable. I felt like I was living in a lead box. There was no room for me to grow and I was playing a part and I wasn't being myself. And I think I talk about being a, a fraud or being an imposter. I talk about being an imposter fact finder where I really tried to look like I was like really into this stuff. And um, and I can remember doing it in college. I can remember I, I was a poli sci major and I would read volumes of, you know, legal documents and little tiny type with, you know, three column books. I mean, just God help me. (laughs) And it was just excruciating for me to do it. And I would write notes down because it was the only way I could retain it. But I think that's the kind of thing, that's your story is where were you a fraud and how did you figure it out? I mean, and maybe there's something else. I don't know. I don't want to presume to be able to encapsulate your life in a you know, half an hour conversation. But what's your story? How did you get to where you're going? And how can you help people sort of learn their stories or refine their stories or whatever you want to call it? Okay.
1: Maybe I can focus the writing, the morning pages around that. Uh That might...
0: Exactly. Where cause that's 'cause that's what people want to hear they want to hear your story mm-hmm. so it's much more you know I spent the last time ten years just realizing that you know I always say round square square pig mm-hmm. the square you know round pig and yeah. the square hole kind of thing um and that's actually what my logo is is that Ryan peg in the square hole it's It's like I just didn't fit i just and I was trying really hard to fit, and you know what life's too short to fit into somebody else's mold right and um. And so if you can help, and believe me, everybody out there is doing that, maybe whether they want to admit it or not, that's where you can help them, is help them identify where that is. You I know, also the like
1: the, the idea of sort of educating parents around. Oh, you know, Just so that they know. can understand their kids better. So, um, so again, there.
0: yeah. Colby is completely committed to trying to figure out how to get every child in the world a Colby assessment so that they understand what they're good at and their parents stop trying to make them do something they're not.
1: Mm-hmm. And then if
0: you can get into that niche, that's huge, huge. If you love working with kids and helping them figure it out and not being put into whatever you know stereotype mom, dad, school you know, feels they should fit into, <clears throat> huge, 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 huge. So,
1: Colby, um, only, I was looking at the children's one. You have to be, what, like about 10 years old? Yes.
0: Yeah. The... You've got to be able to have an a understanding of vocabulary. Okay. The, and and I have to tell you that the Colby for 10-year-olds, it, it'll essentially say you've got quick start tendencies, you've got implementer tendencies. It will not tell you to the degree that you have it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I don't know how much it, it helps, um, but my daughter did it when she was 15, and she was looking, because my son at that point was probably 18 or whatever, and, and she kept going, how come I don't have the numbers? I just have like this mushy thing, and she found it very unsatisfying, and she ended up taking the, um, taking it when she was 15, and then I had her take it again when she was 17, 18, she had the same numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, helping kids figure this out you can make a fortune. Um, and I know I've talked to you a lot about this, but people who have the the low follow-through who are ADD are just, it's just tragic what, what they go through because they're constantly put in these. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I, again, I don't know where you get the energy. I don't know where it sparks, but I love the idea of doing the morning pages and And playing around with that idea about your own transformation, what it meant to be a fraud and um, and helping people there's some some sort of number and again i I always forget it. But I think it's something like seventy three percent of people are in jobs that they're not suited to so there there there's a lot of misery out there and it, mm-hmm. I know, manifests, a lot of
1: people who are just not satisfied with their work and kind of want to change and I guess those are all <laughs> possible clients, but um, yeah, yeah. And if you can hear, okay. A and way I way have, to... help, I ha, sorry, I have this other thought that True. I just want to get out of myself. Okay, get it out. That um, I need to know something about something specific about career coaching in order to help those people.
0: Okay, that's another limiting thought. You know that. Okay,
1: so <laughs> what I have is enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you've worked, right? Yeah. What do you need to have to be a career coach? What does a career coach need to have? Um,
1: I don't know. Like, I, they don't need to be an expert in different fields, but I feel like I don't know what it is people do well enough to to, to um, well, see, sort of I, so figure I, out what I, strengths they would need.
0: I've done a lot of career coaching. And um, and I, I, again, approach it from the Colby side. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, I'm less concerned about what job they get, and I'm more concerned with who they are, what they're good at, and um, what will make them shine. Okay. So, for example, if I were going to career coach you, I'd say find something that, you know, allows you to have variety in your day, that, you know, takes advantage of your brainstorming abilities, that is fun, that is less structured, um, but just enough structure to keep, you know, keep your, your follow-through happy, but also uh, gives you also the ability to create your own structure because you're going to want that. Um, you know, so I, I think that it's general, and then you can start looking, okay, well, will I be a gas station attendant? Well, no, because I'll do the same thing every single day, and I don't like to smell a gas. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> It's sort of like, well, maybe, you know, working on a an oil rig would be more fun because I'll be out in the open and I'll be doing something new and we'll be discovering new oil every day. I you know, I don't know what it is,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I don't think that you have to know every single job that's out there. Okay. Because thank God there's the internet that essentially yeah. said but what I do what I have found in working with people and their their coaching and working with them on careers, the same thing. It's the same thing I just said to you probably 10 minutes ago is if your energy is positive and if you have a passion for it, you know, if you sit down and you start talking to people and say, I'm really good at generating ideas. And, and if you give me a big mess, you know, I'll be really good at organizing it, figuring out new solutions for you. And um, that's what I'm really good at. Okay. And so that they're going to hire you because that's the problem that you can solve for them. Um, and if, you know, on the other hand, you say, well, I'm a teacher and, you know, you know, give me some high schoolers and I'll, you know, cram algebra into them or something, yeah. that's not anywhere near as exciting sure. for you or for them.
1: Okay. So, so largely a confidence issue. And a, a big part of that is being in this sort of in-between place of shaking yes. off the old, you know, shaking off the
0: costume and yeah. <laughs> putting and, you it you know, the to start out. You got to start walking around naked. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I if that makes any sense, but yeah, I I really do think that's an important part of of figuring that out. Okay. So, so I, I really don't have any homework other than walk around naked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be if I can
0: find. Oh, well,
1: there is a spa that's closed. Well, it's a women's spa. <laughs>
0: it's clothing
1: optional. But
0: yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, I'm I'm looking at two weeks from today and I already I have a ten o'clock appointment already scheduled, so I could do it um later in the afternoon on Friday the twenty fourth, or if you want to reschedule it for some other time, we can do that. It's up to you. Um, what do you feel like? Um, you said Friday afternoon? Yeah, I could do – I've got – I'll probably book until probably 1. So I could do it at maybe 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock? Okay. Does that work? Yeah, if it doesn't, I'll let you know
1: a a little bit ahead of time.
0: All right, that's fine. And I'll set up a um, talk shoe thing. And um, uh, as soon as the recording is available, I'll send it on to you. And um, so just think naked and and do your morning pages in terms of – um where where you can help people uh stop being fraud okay i think that's uh, i think that's a um and it's
1: the patience too right because i mean it's a process yes it
0: is <sighs> okay. it is yeah and and go do some improv go have fun Go flirt with something you've always wanted to flirt with and you haven't flirted with it yet. Something like that. All right? Yep. Okay. Okay. All All right. right. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Okay. Thanks. All right. right. Bye-bye.